This is episode 272, How to Trust Again with Michelle. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. It's the day before Thanksgiving here in the United States when this episode drops. So I just want to wish everyone a very, very, very happy Thanksgiving. And, you know, wherever you are in the world, I think it's beautiful to spend time reflecting on what you're grateful for every day. Gratitude is a very high vibration emotion. It's actually one of the emotions that has been proven to help people get out of anxiety and panic attacks. I've shared publicly when I was dealing with a lot of panic attacks, I was having one on an airplane once and I just sat on the airplane and wrote gratitude for the whole two hour flight. And that's what calmed me down. So gratitude isn't just something that's nice to do and that we have a responsibility to do. It actually is a very, very healthy vibration and emotion to get into. So Whenever you're listening to this, spend some time not just thinking about what you're grateful for, but feeling it because that's what shifts the vibration, feeling, feeling, feeling into gratitude, like just deep, deep, deep appreciation without any guilt. I know I've heard from several of you that during this year when so many people have really, really been struggling, you've been doing well and you've had actually a great year and You've had challenges being grateful for that because so many other people are suffering. Please don't have guilt with your gratitude. Don't mix those two together. Have gratitude and know that your overflow can extend to others. We never want to serve from a place of guilt. Like, oh, I have so much, so I have to give this away. No. It's more, I'm so grateful and I appreciate everything that I have and everything that I've created. And I come from this abundant mindset and I want to share and I send my compassion as well to anyone who is struggling. So gratitude without guilt. And for those of you who really have felt like there wasn't much to be grateful for this year, try to have gratitude without victimhood. So really focus on what you're grateful for without thinking of any of the things that you don't have or thinking that what you're grateful for is minimal. Let's say you look down at your hands and you're grateful for 10 fingers. That's amazing. Really amp up the things that you're grateful for, even if you think that they are small, because that gratitude will start to attract more of the things that you want to bring into your life. I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm so grateful for this tribe. This month, I'm giving away more $500 grants. These are gifts from me to you to be used for anything mental, emotional health related, therapy, coaching, a program you really want to do, maybe a body worker, energetic healer, anything like that. To apply for one of those, just go to christinehassler.com slash grant. I'll be giving away some more before the end of the year. And just like I did with all the grant applicants, when I did this in August, August, September, 
I'm also going to be doing another free call for all the grant applicants as well to thank you and just to support you as we continue to navigate this, what do I want to say, this incredible transformation that we're all going through in so, so, so many ways. I have a great call for you today. And specifically, Michelle is dealing with some challenges she has in calling in a partner, calling in her person. Even if you're not single, even if you're not a heterosexual woman wanting to call in a man, this call has something in it for you. So many of you say, I, I look at the title, I think it doesn't relate to me, but it does because this has to do with trusting people. And I teach a lot in this call about when we have competing intentions and how the one that protects us most wins versus the one that we actually want the most. So you're going to want to listen because there's always something that's applicable to you. The other thing I want to mention is that any of you single ladies who really want to be in a relationship, not from a place of desperation, not from a place of there's anything wrong with me, but from that place of, I want to share my life with someone. And I think going through this year with COVID and quarantine and everything, many of you have really felt the loneliness and really have thought, oh man, this would be a lot easier if I had my person, if I had my partner. And I've shared before, I'm really glad I had Steph during this time to have someone to navigate this with, to talk to about it, to help me feel safe, to help me feel less lonely, to play games with, to cuddle with on the couch. All of it has been such a blessing. And we really are committed to supporting everyone in having what they desire. And specifically, we have a program for women who really want to call in their match, their person, their conscious relationship. And unlike my other programs, which are for everyone, this is specifically for women who want to call in a healthy man, or even women that are in not a great relationship that maybe need some clarity and help as to getting out of that and calling in a more healthy relationship with herself and another partner down the road. And the reason why it's for just that niche is because it's based on my experience. It's based so much on my personal experience. And I am a heterosexual woman who was calling in a man. So that's where the teaching and the content is from. But like I said, personal mastery or inner child work and more programs that we're going to be announcing. Those are for everyone and anyone. If you want to apply for Be The Queen, that's the name of the program, go to christinehassler.com slash be the queen. Look at the testimonials, read about it. We teach it live. It is not a pre-recorded program. So you get a lot of that one-on-one support in the coaching calls. There's an incredible community. It really is a beautiful program. The women that go through that, uh, they just, so many of them are in relationships now, which is so cool to see. And they've formed this incredible sisterhood and they just know so much more about themselves and have really evolved in consciousness and are more clear about who they want to call in. So again, christinehaster.com slash be the queen. We have an early bird special, some bonuses until December 14th, including a free call with us. So you'll want to act on this soon. And we do limit the amount of people in this program so we can really give individualized attention. So do not delay. What an incredible holiday gift this would be for yourself and for your future relationship. That link will be in the show notes, but again, christinehaster.com slash be the queen. Before we dive in, I want to talk to you about Organifi. You've probably heard me talk about it before because I love it so much, especially in the fall and the winter. What I love 
most, they're my most favorite product of theirs is their Organifi Gold, which also comes in a chocolate flavor. You know, this is a time of year where it's maybe a little harder to resist desserts because there's so many around. And for me, someone who doesn't really eat sugar, when I do have sugar, oh, we went out to dinner with some friends the other night and there was a s'more dish and I had such a sugar hangover the next day. I couldn't sleep because I don't really eat sugar. And I felt like crapola the next day because I'm just used to putting good stuff in my body, like Organifi Gold and Organifi Chocolate Gold. And what it is, it's a superfood tea and it's just a, it's a powder, but made with all healthy, good things. Like you can read the label and be confident about what you're putting in your body. And you mix it with like coconut milk or hot water or almond milk or whatever. And it is like dessert in a cup, but super, super healthy, healthy, yummy dessert. It's just so yum, yum, yum. Even in the summer, I try to make it, but it's just a little too hot here in Austin. So I love Organifi Gold. I love Organifi Gold in the chocolate flavor. And I also love everything else they have. This is a great time to get into their Organifi Green Juice, which is also a powder. And it has essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. It really gives you the greens that you need. It's great for travel. You can pour it in a bottle, shake it up, you have your greens, put it in your smoothie. I just love Organifi because they're superfood blends. They're all plant-based nutrition and they're made with the highest quality ingredients. I know the people that run it. I can speak for it. Each Organifi blend is backed in science to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic and free of any fillers and can contain less than three grams of sugar per serving, but natural sugars, not like cane sugar that you see in other things. I'm amazed at how many like electrolyte drinks and green superfood drinks have sugar in it. It's like, no, 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 you won't find that with Organifi. So you can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods without breaking the bank as well. They're reasonably priced. Go to Organifi.com slash over it and use code over it for 20% off any item in the store. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash over it and use code over it for 20% off any item. So as you are listening to this call with Michelle, consider, do you have a similar expectation hangover happening repeatedly, like a similar disappointment or a similar thing that just keeps happening over and over and over again? You can't shift it. Are you aware that you have a childhood wound and you know how it impacts your life today, but you can't seem to shift that either? Are you single and longing to be with a partner, your person, especially after this challenging year? And finally, do you have trouble trusting people? Perhaps especially the opposite sex. So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Michelle. Michelle, welcome to the show. How can I help? Back in January, one of my brothers passed away. Mm. I'm the youngest of five children. And um, it was particularly difficult. It was unexpected. Uh, and I should also mention that as the youngest of five children, my place is a little bit different. My parents had four kids right away. And then eight years later had me. Mm. Um, so I kind of had like parents and then like, uh, sibling parents. Um, <laughs> mm. and so anyway, so, th- so the loss of my brother was, I think different. It's, every death is unique to everybody. Right. Sure. But for me, it was a particular way. Two weeks following that, um, the man that I had been dating suddenly abandoned his relationship with me. And I use that word 
It's a very strong word, but it's the best word I can think of because he did it via text and I never saw him again. How long were you dating? We had been dating for two months at that point. Okay. And then, of course, then there's been a whole series of other things, right? COVID came and a change of routines. And so fast forward to now, in July, I started seeing somebody else. And then recently, he also, like, he, he completely ghosted me. We saw each other for about two and a half months. And he ghosted me in a particularly cruel way, leading me to believe that he was ill. And maybe he was ill, but... <laughs> yeah. And that's a nervous laugh. It's okay. But all that to say, so I've been very low lately. And so tangled up in all of my grief, I, I got to this really low point recently where I was just bawling my eyes out because, you know... One of my deep fears is that, you know, like, I'm not going to find my person. You know, I'm I'm 43 years old. I've never been married. The only one in my family who hasn't. And, you know, but I've been trying to hold out for the right person. But then mixed up in that. So, <laughs> so kind of what's happened and what I got all spun out about and have just been aching over is that I have such a large family Right. Youngest of five kids. I also have step siblings that I'm very close to and a half brother. My mom is the oldest of 16 children. I have a lot of aunts and uncles, cousins, we're close family. And I started to freak out because I was like, oh my gosh, the rest of my life, I'm going to be facing death, right? Which everybody does. But I'm like, whoa, I'm going to have a lot. And am I going to be alone to face it all without help? like pretty independent person and self-sufficient and all these sorts of things, but we can only use a little help. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just got super spun out about it and started freaking out. Like I, even now I'm getting emotional about it mm-hmm. um, because I'm afraid that I have a broken picker <laughs> and that if I'm going to, you know, if I'm always having this grief and this struggle, how can I even find someone to help me in the grief and the struggle, yeah. if that makes sense. <laughs> I hear I'm you. Just, uh. I hear you. So I don't think you have a broken picker. I think that you probably have a broken heart that broke a long, long time ago before any of these men came along and before your brother's death. Do you have any sense of when that happened? Oh, absolutely. It happened when I was around seven years old. And my father left my mother for another woman. And that absolutely, that's the, the crux of my life. Like that was the turning point. And the second turning point was the day that he got married. Because the day that he got married to his second wife, I realized that my family was truly wrecked and was never going to be whole again. How old were you then? I would believe I had just turned nine. Okay. Eight or nine years old, right okay. in that time. So that'll do it. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it. At seven years old, what beliefs, when your father left your mother for another woman, what beliefs do you think you started to form about men? <sighs> that their word couldn't be trusted, specifically. And I even said it to my parents prior to their marriage. I had asked them, 
very straightforward. And it was because of the movie Kramer versus Kramer had come out mm. prior to that. And I had asked them, I said, mommy and daddy, would you ever get a divorce? You know, and have this memory of them smiling and looking at each other and saying, of course not. And then when they told me that they were going to split up, I said, I was like, like I called them on it. I said, you promised me, you told me that you wouldn't ever do mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So not only did you have the broken heart about your family splitting up, but you had a broken promise. And totally. that's another belief. I can't trust people. People don't keep right. their word. So what kind of people do you think you attract if you have that belief? <sighs> Toxic, codependent, <laughs> um, all sorts of, all sorts. I've Basically people you can't trust. People right, that don't yeah. keep their word. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm experiencing with getting to know you in the seven minutes we've been talking is you have a really big heart and you really love love and you love family and you love connection and especially being the little one in a big family. There was probably a mix of that. Like in some ways it was great because you were the little one that got attention, but in other ways it wasn't because you felt behind. And so much of that can create a feeling of not knowing where you belong. So that makes you want to attach even more to the only belonging you knew, which was your parents and your family, which is why, Mm. and no kid wants their parents to get divorced. But for you, it was especially important because you didn't know exactly where you fit and them, they, they were a compass, you know, they were okay. Like this is where I fit. And so that divorce, a broken promise, feeling like you don't know where you belong anymore, having to take on a whole new family with dad's wife. That was a lot to go through. And so I think what happened, and you tell me if you agree with this, is you just kind of put layers and layers and layers on top of your heart. Like a part of you is like, you know what? I just have to suppress this part of me that loves so deeply and so big because it's not safe. It's not safe. I don't want to get my heart broken again. So I'm just going to become independent do my own thing. However, you've got competing intentions. You've got one part of Mm -hmm. you that wants to keep yourself safe and walls around your heart because you don't want to be heartbroken again. But then you've got this other part that's your authentic part that's longing for connection and longing for your family and longing for a man. Yet there's a part of you that believes that men can't be trusted. So that's going to sabotage that part, that part. So what, what, what are you feeling as I'm saying all this? That you're totally, I mean, you're totally hitting the nail on the head. I mean, when you talk about belonging or not fitting in, I felt that my whole life, I felt misunderstood. Like I didn't know what my place was. Um, it didn't, and it didn't matter where it was school, church, clubs, like all of it. I always felt like, I'm kind of, you know, like I'm here and everyone's around me, but somehow I'm not quite a part of it. Were you, you told know? you were an accident? <laughs> Actually, no. Okay, great. Yeah, they made it very clear to tell me that I was a bonus baby. Got me in the bonus round because there's no such thing as an accident. <laughs> oh, so that's a nice way of saying you were an accident. <laughs> I suppose, yes. Okay. Because um, it's very it different. Feel that way to me. Okay, good. Good. Well, sometimes that can create a feeling of not knowing where you belong. 
and that misunderstood. Yeah. If energetically yeah. you came in with, and even if you weren't told that, if your mom was like, oh man, I already have five kids or four other ones. And this is eight years later, you might've picked up on a little bit of that, of feeling like, I know, you know, you were loved, but you might've picked up a little bit of feeling unwanted and not knowing where you fit. And that could also be playing into this dynamic with not being able to, um, really it's not, it's not about not being able to, but being single when you don't want to be, because there's, there may be just some low self-esteem and low self-worth tied into this as well. So here's the deal. (laughs) There's a lot here, but it's all really clear and all really healable. There's one other thing I want to touch on. Yes. What's your relationship with yourself like? Do you have a pretty nasty inner critic? I can. It's something I'm aware of in that uh, over the years, I've spent a lot of time counseling, therapy, psychiatry, um, learning to choose better friends. Like I've worked really hard to cultivate deep friendships with people that I can trust, um, even though it's hard for me. And, uh, so, so yes, my inner critic is though, it's still is, is one that I combat. <laughs> and where, sure. where does she like to pick on you the most? What's the subject that she likes to really dig into? Ooh, <sighs> I could be pretty perfectionistic and I have expectations in, in a couple of areas, actually in a lot of areas, like, like even with small things, you know, when it comes to just like even taking care of myself, like if I'm not taking care of myself to the extent that I think is like good enough, I'll be like, Oh, like, why am I not taking care of myself better? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, like why didn't I take that walk today? Or like, why did I, you know, eat that peanut butter cup? You know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could be a small thing. Like what, what's, you know, why, you know, and then I'm, mm-hmm. and then I'm trying to understand it. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I told someone once I said, I think I'm really controlling. I said, and the controlling part of myself wants to get my control under control. <laughs> yeah. And I need, I, and I need to let it, I need to, I need to learn how to let it go. I'm yeah. like, and he was like, He's like, you're caught in a feedback loop. And I was like, yeah. 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 So let me ask you this, Michelle. Um, You've been in a lot of therapy, talked about a lot of these things. Have I said anything today that's a new insight or a new way of looking at things? Specifically before when you talked about how I've got, these weren't the words that you used, but this is how I took it, that I've got these things directly in conflict with each other within myself mm-hmm. and therefore those things are what are sabotaging me. Yeah. Like it's like I, I like I know that, but just yeah. there's something about the way that you put it that I was like, oh oh yeah, duh. Yeah. Totally. So like, let's let's explore that a little bit because when you've got competing intentions, there's always one that will yes. win. And the one that will win is not the one you want more. It's the one you think is protecting you more. Ah. Uh. And that's that what's sense. so frustrating because I get how, how much you want a relationship, a family, whatever that looks like. And the emotion that came up when you imagine facing life alone, which is how you felt a lot already. And yeah. 
I can feel how much you desire having a partner, a healthy partner, one that won't be like your dad who lies and leaves. Yet there's this other part that's protecting you from hurt. And that's the one that's driving because the protective part always wins. Always. So the work becomes educating that protective part and and finding ways to protect ourselves in healthier ways. So Hmm. what that looks like is going back and talking to that seven-year-old little girl and letting her feel her feelings about it and acknowledging the fact that she's angry because that's part of it too. Not only were you heartbreaking, but you're pissed. For sure. Pissed is the word. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really big thing. And that's going to perpetuate that protective energy. The angrier we are, the better we are at protecting ourselves because Hmm. we're pissed. We're like, this is never going to happen again. And we think that anger protects us. So we hold on to the anger and I can hear it in your voice. You're still angry about it. Yeah. And you have every right to have that anger. And I just want to point out the holding on to that anger is blocking you from your desires. Now that doesn't mean you <laughs> you spiritually bypass and go like, okay, well I forgive my dad. What it looks like is giving yourself good old fashioned anger burn, letting that seven year old, that nine year old, that little girl write some big fuck you letters to your dad that you never mail, hitting some pillows, like getting it out. But then eventually getting to the point where you're like, you know what? I am letting the actions of another sabotage my life. And I'm choosing to forgive, not to liberate the other person, but to free myself. And the other reason we don't forgive, Michelle, is because we're afraid if we forgive, then we're just going to make the same mistake. You know, we're just going to keep, but, but here's the thing, you holding on to this anger and this belief that you can't trust men isn't protecting you from bad men. It's not working. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. But part of you thinks it is because it's like, well, I don't really love them. So my heart can't really get broken. But all it's doing is it keeps bringing in men that trigger that same anger. These men are leaving you in ways that pisses you off, just like your dad did. And so it's constantly mm-hmm. the same thing coming around going, Michelle, okay, are you going to deal with this anger now? Okay, nope. All right, here comes another asshole. You can deal with it now? Nope. Okay, mm-hmm. here comes another one can deal with it now. Nope. We'll ghost you again. And it's not that you're being punished. You're just having opportunity after opportunity to go back to the source and deal with the anger and the hurt that you have around dad. So I think you've touched on it and you know it, like, you know, awareness, you can connect the dots. Therapists have pointed it out, but there's still a part of you that wants to hang on to your anger because you think that's going to keep you from getting hurt again. Yeah. So what's coming up for you as I'm saying all this? Well, it's like you're reading my mind from the past few weeks with this last guy. You know, it rings true because especially this last week, I just got so fucking pissed. Like I had, I called it, I was like, I had an angry day where I was just like so angry, like all day, like thinking about it. And I journaled the bajillion pages in my journal and then I was, and I thought that would help, but I I was more mad and 
<laughs> and I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, this is supposed to make me feel better. Like, why isn't it working? You know, and and I totally have been coming into this shutdown place where I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, I'm tired of dating people that treat me this way. Well, hold on. Let me, inter- let me interrupt you for a second because I want to point out why it's not yeah. working. It's not working because you're not getting to the source. The source is that seven-year-old who felt betrayed and lied to and really pissed off. That's the source. And you got to get back to that. And then it's like, then it's moving to the forgiveness and helping that part of you form new beliefs. If you just keep working on your anger about these two, two and a half month relationships, you're going to be in a loop because you're not, you're not going, and then you'll just have another one. Because again, we keep attracting things to help us get to the core things to free ourselves from so that you can trust love. And yeah. here's the deal. You don't have to trust all men. <laughs> Good. <laughs> not all men, not all humans are worthy of trust. Yet right. one is reasonable. One is totally doable. And you are absolutely worthy of that. And when the, the power of a woman's desire, or not even a woman, the feminine aspect of us, it's a very feminine yeah. aspect. We attract things through our desire and, and really nurture that receptivity energy that we have. It's powerful, but your desire is being blocked by your anger. So this beautiful mm-hmm. feminine heart-opening energy is being blocked by this masculine fuck you energy. Yeah. And that's, that's keeping this beautiful desire from being broadcast. And I have a sense that when you work with that anger and get to that forgiveness place, again, not condoning, but just being like, I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that just because my parents lied to me and my dad left my mom means that all men are not trustworthy. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I have to protect myself because all men are like my dad and so on and so mm. forth. That's what you're forgiving. You're forgiving the beliefs and the judgments you bought into. You're not forgiving the action. You're forgiving God. what you made it mean. And that starts to free it up and starts to open the heart a little more. Is that resonating with you? Yeah, I can see the difference. I see what you're saying because it is different. Yeah, very different. <laughs> and it's really hard to wrap our head around forgiving the action because a lot of it's unforgivable sometimes. But we can forgive the judgments we made and what we made it mean about us, about life, about men, about fill in the blank. Yeah. So your work or your opportunity from my perspective is to go back, forget about these dudes. They're just triggers. They're just... Okay helpers along the way. They truly are. They're really helping you get through this. And it's, it's, you know, the, this year for so many people has been the year where we cannot ignore what we've ignored. Like whatever we've brushed under the rug, it's like, nope, we're pulling that rug right up. Like we're taking the rug out of the room and you're going to have to look at what's underneath this. And there's that, that, that seven-year-old, that nine-year-old with a broken heart who just is like, all right, I'm just going to deny an important part of who I am walls around my heart. Cause that's going to keep me safe. Can you feel that? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you feeling now? 
<sighs> now I'm feeling well now what <laughs> that's that's not even a feeling that's a that's just a question so I yeah. guess <laughs> I feel tired <laughs> yeah honestly is how yeah. I feel well here's here's what I would suggest I would suggest when this episode comes up listen to it because we can only hear so much when we're being coached because defenses yeah. come up and nervousness comes up listen to it again take some notes and in the meantime, maybe just see if you can find some pictures of you as a little girl, especially around that seven to nine year old age, and just start mm -hmm. to connect with her and just start to talk to her, start to journal about that age, start to allow yourself to let the feelings come up, let the thoughts come up and do your best to, to parent yourself through it and to tell that part of you, like, it's okay. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. And dad isn't representative of all men. I can do that. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's, it's, it's a process. It's not like I have a three-step plan, but I think when you go back and listen <laughs> to this, you will get more insight and you'll know. And I think also just that awareness of how you have this beautiful, incredible desire but the part that's protective is going to win. So you've got to find another way to protect yourself. You protect yourself by – one of the best ways we can protect ourselves against future hurt is to heal the past hurts because then we don't have to experience them again. And you protect <laughs> yourself with honest communication. You protect yourself by if something feels off, even in the beginning. I bet if we, we really broke down these two dudes you were dating – there were red flags before they ended it. If we really, really broke it down. And that's part of how you protect yourself. You listen to that intuition. You trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's huge. I mean, that's been something I've been pondering a lot lately, like worrying whether I can trust myself or not. You um, absolutely can. You absolutely can. You've kept yourself safe this far. Yeah, I have. <laughs> now it's it's that blend of keeping yourself safe, but also allowing yourself to be happy. And both can that coexist. Awesome. It's closer than you think. That's good news. <laughs> how do you feel? Not what do you think, but how do you feel in this moment? <laughs> um, I feel a little lighter. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm still, you know, there's there's heaviness, but there's lightness. It's the kind like the kind that you feel after you get a good workout in, yeah. you know, like yeah. that kind of tired. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. What's a workout to be willing to look at some of these deeper things? And I feel your heart, Michelle. I feel how one much love you have to give, but also just how incredible, incredibly lovable you are. So know that the person who can feel that and see that is, is out there. And as soon as you take down some of these walls, he will feel that energetic broadcast. He will feel that signal. He will feel your desire. And don't give up hope and belief, not just hope, but belief that you can have a healthy, fulfilling relationship because it's absolutely possible. 
excellent. Do you believe that? Are you willing to believe that just a little bit as a start? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I totally am. I, I've, I've, you know, I, I totally believe that there are other things in my life that have been pointing me towards it. Mm. You know, not just the things that we've talked about here. You know, Beautiful. but it, but I, but I, I totally believe in that. You know, there's there's signposts and tells and things and other people who say random things. It could come out of nowhere, and I've definitely seen those and. You know, and they help a little bit along the way, but it's always good to hear an actual human voice, Mm. you know, say it to me too, you know. (laughs) Good. Good. Well, I'm glad I could be maybe a billboard instead of a signpost. Yeah. It's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Michelle, for your honesty and vulnerability. I know from the nervous laugh that you admitted to there that vulnerability and really opening up to someone and trusting someone, especially me, who you haven't talked to before, was a really, really big deal. So I want to acknowledge that. And I know there are a lot of listeners out there with that nervous laugh, and that's usually an indicator that just a little nervous about opening up. And that's okay. That's okay. Because like I've said in other podcasts, authenticity can be expected. Like we want to be authentic with people. We want to be real. We want to speak our truth. We want to have our boundaries. We don't want to wear a mask. Vulnerability is something that is earned. And I hope Michelle, I earned your vulnerability and that I was a little drop in the bucket of, of trust there that you really can start to trust people. So let's break down this call. As you heard, Michelle was dealing with heartbreak from her brother's death and from these two men that abandoned and ghost her. But really the men leaving her life wasn't the issue. The real heartbreak happened at seven and at nine when her father left her mother for another woman and then got married to someone else after both her father and mother promised her that no, we'll never get divorced. So that's a big alley. First of all, family falling apart when she was the youngest and really felt like her parents were her anchors even though she was called a bonus baby, some part of her felt like maybe she wasn't wanted. Any child personalizes a divorce. It's very, very common for that. So she has in her head as a little girl that become these program beliefs, which impact how she sees everything in the world and impacts what she attracts of, I can't trust people. People lie to me. People abandon me. People break my heart. People leave. So She formed this wall around her big, beautiful, loving heart. She has a big heart and she wants love. You could hear the emotion that came up when she was talking about all her family members and people dying and just being alone and having to grieve that by herself. She really, really wants her person. She really wants to know where she belongs, but she has these competing intentions. The intention of, yes, I want my person. Yes, I want my own family. Yes, I want to open my heart, but whoa, I got to protect myself because I can't trust people and because I may get hurt. And that was really the insight for her is that she's got these competing intentions. And what I said, which I want to emphasize is that when we have competing intentions, we have a longing and a desire. In this case, she wants a relationship. Yet we also have all these protective strategies up of like, I may get hurt. The intention that keeps you protected is the one that wins. So that's why so often we feel like we're sabotaging ourselves and we keep repeating the same pattern over and over again. You know, she keeps having these men coming into her life that she can't trust. 
and that aren't available and that do abandon her because that's the belief that she's focused on. So she's got to find ways to protect herself in healthier ways. And the biggest thing is go back and heal that wound with that little girl. She's angry. And the angrier we are, the better we are at protecting ourselves, the more that wall is there. So she's got this beautiful desire and this beautiful feminine energy that wants to bring in a man But in front of this is sort of this pissed off masculine protective energy that's just going to attract that. It's going to attract a masculine energy that isn't open. And this is the stuff we really break down in the Be the Queen program that we teach. We really help you see those competing intentions and these old patterns that are are blocking. And even though you may be aware of it, we really teach you how to shift it, (laughs) how to change it. And I, I... dove into it really briefly with Michelle by encouraging her to start connecting with that little girl, start letting her have her anger and moving eventually to forgiveness, not of the actions, but of the beliefs that she formed around them and the misunderstandings. Remember when we forgive, it's not about condoning actions or forgiving the actions that hurt us. It's about forgiving the misunderstandings and misperceptions and misbeliefs that we bought into based on what happened. So she's kind of been focusing on processing the stuff around these dudes that have disappeared, but really it's about dad and even mom to a degree too, because she broke her promise. So to Michelle and anyone listening, the power of your desire, the power of what you want is powerful. Don't think that it can't bring you what you want, but you've, you've got to look at what's blocking it and to protect yourself from future hurt, got to heal that past hurt. So some takeaways for you, consider your competing intentions. Like, where do you really, really want something in your life, but what is blocking it that's actually more powerful because it's protecting you? Next, get to the source of whatever is the issue. Like for Michelle, she thought she needed to process these dudes that were ghosting and abandoning her, but really it's her dad. She's got to get deeper. It's got to get to the source and connect to that little one. With forgiveness, remember, you're not forgiving the actions I'm not forgiving the fact that my parents got divorced and lied to me. I'm forgiving the misunderstandings and limiting beliefs I bought into based on that action. And just as I told Michelle, if today's episode really resonated with you in some ways, re-listen to it. You know, because the first time we hear something, we're kind of connecting dots. And then the next time we hear something, we tend to hear something deeper. So re-listen to this episode if it really resonated with you. And again, if you want to apply for Be The Queen and join us, we start in January, go to christinehasser.com slash be the queen. And I think that, you know, I wish I could say that 2021, magically, everything was going to get better after this 2020 year. I think we're in for a little more intensity as we come into spring. So to be in the Be The Queen container would be really, 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 really healthy for you. So again, christinehasser.com slash be the queen. We will just love you up and take very good care of you. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Thanks so much for listening. Much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.